The world has caught a virus, so I've written you a poem. We need your help to cure it, so stay the fuck at home. And if you have got twelve kids or you're living on your own, lock it down and isolate and stay the fuck at home. If you think you're not at risk here, you're living in a dome. It spreads faster than a hooker's leg, so stay the fuck at home. I need the gym, I need the beach, I hear you bitch and moan. You need to grow a brain cell and stay the fuck at home, but I feel fine. I don't feel sick. I'll go out on my own. How thick are you, you selfish prick? Please just stay the fuck at home. From L.A. through to Berlin, from Wuhan through to Rome, there's people dying every day, so stay the fuck at home. If you need to contact family, use Facebook, Skype, or phone. We've got the fucking internet, so stay the fuck at home. The only way to slow it down is isolate, not roam. Please help the world get back on track and stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. Don't you be a fucking dick. Please stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. This is the one. This is it. This is the fucking podcast of all podcasts. Podcasts. It's the motherfucking holy grail. Holy grail. Like, it's like, you know, I think that we'd be shocked if we walked through some of our schools today from USA Today. Today's schools are cursed by an increase in swearing with language that would stand a sailor's hair on end. In a recent poll of high school principals, 89% said they face profane language every day. How sad, Jack. Artini, you are now listening to the world's stupidest podcast ever. (laughs) This is the GTFOH podcast. We have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. What up, y'all? What up, what up, what up? The world still exists. We're still here. Episode number nine. Welcome to the GTFOH podcast. I am your boy, Recognize. Friends call me Rec. Billboard Baggins if you're nerdy. Billy Baggins if you're nasty. Mm. Live from quarantine. Here. Still. I have a confession to make right off the rip. I haven't showered today. It's fucked up. It's bad. It's just, I've just been sitting here trying to juggle a million things. I started trying to work out this week, you know. Uh, I've been, like, walking with my kids and getting some, like, you know, a little, you know, light exercise in. But I haven't really been, like, fucking going in. So this week I started trying to go in. But the thing is, I got a very small window when my kids nap to really get that in. And then that window is also occupied by work and trying to do things and trying to be productive and creative and also try to do things that put food on the table. So sometimes showering has to be, you know what I'm saying, pushed to the back of the priority list. Um, today's one of those days. So I'm out here and I'm funky. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm just here, just ready to dive into the madness with you guys. <clears throat> as of right now, the GTFOH podcast, officially as of yesterday, has no sponsor. Get the fuck out of here! We are out here sponsorless, naked, in the wild, all right? Uh, when I first got the show set up, when you first start a show on the Anchor app, they give you uh, an Anchor sponsorship. You've 
I mean, nine, we're nine episodes in. I'm pretty sure most of you have heard it already before the show. Um, and then after a while, that I didn't know this. I thought it was just going to go until I found something different or until they offered me something different. But that sponsorship expires at a certain point. So then no longer, uh, you know, there's no longer an anchor um, pay for play, if you will, to get the show going. So right now we out here. It's cold out here, y'all. It's cold. Um, so yeah, I'm on the hunt for some sponsors. So right off the rip, if you guys have, I know it's a crazy time to be asking for support of any kind. I know that. I'm fucking fully aware of that. But you know, it is what it is. And the show, these shows are going to last forever, I hope. So, you know, can't hurt to look to the future, so to speak. Uh, so if you do have a business that needs some advertising, um, or you have an event or a brand or anything that wants to get involved with the show, hit us up at the GTFOH podcast, uh, the GTFOH podcast at gmail.com. And uh, let's talk about some sponsorship action. In the meantime, I want to thank the new monthly supporters that we have, uh, Declan Johnston, Amanda, Paul Reed, uh, Janelli Sacieto. I never pronounce your last name, but that Gia, that's my homie right there. Gia and Mia. What's up, Mia? Uh, Randy Caton, Robert Rousseau, and Jose Morales. Thank you guys for the support. We appreciate you. And now that Anchor has left us out in the cold, you are the only sponsors of this show. Okay, so you guys are the sole force driving to keep this show going. And I appreciate you guys and I fucking love y'all. That is the truth from the bottom of my heart. So without further ado, I think there's nothing else we can do but get into it. And since, you know, what day is this a quarantine? Some people are like counting it and posting it up on their social media. I'm, I can't even I can't do that. I can't post it's quarantine day 16 like oh man i can't i can't i just don't don't force me to count the fucking days all right i'm i just can't do it i sometimes have enough trouble remembering what fucking day of the week it is um so yeah let's let's not count the quarantine days man let's just take it day by day all right but anyway since we're still on quarantine and the world is still fucked i'm not gonna do world is fucked why bother i'm trying to make this episode this week corona light on you motherfuckers, all right? I'm trying to do my best. I know you're blasted by Corona, 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 Corona. So I'm trying to decoronize this episode the best that I can. Now, my aim was to make it Corona-free, right? But that's impossible. It's fucking next to impossible. But I did do a good job, I feel like, this week of trying to keep it corona light. all right? So, mm Still got a little bit of that good old flavor that you love, that Corona flavor, but half the calories. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's a little bit of Corona action out there, but I tried to keep it to a minimum. Let's go right off the rip. Let's get into it. Give me some head. Oh, um, lines. Getting, 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 getting. I was getting some head. Getting, getting some head. Lines. Getting some head. Getting, getting some head. Lines. Getting some head. Getting, getting some head. Lines. She's the kind of girl that make your toes pop. At 11, pay more at the grocer, but getting less will tell you how to get the most. The fuck are you doing? We need to acknowledge an unfortunate mistake that I made and one of the teases we bring to you before this program. While we were live just after 10 o'clock, I said a word that many people find offensive. I'm truly sorry. It was a mistake on my part, and I sincerely apologize. 
For Nick Jones, it was a once a week gig. But it was fun to go in and see kids, you know, excited about it, wanting to know how deep the pool is or how high you could dive. But he and several other Casa Bonita employees tell Nine wants to know they've had problems with getting paid. And then as soon as they closed down for COVID-19, everyone went to pick up their checks and went to deposit them. And everyone seems to have had them bounce. Other employees who don't want their names used sent a statement showing the deposits and then the bounce. Casa Bonita has been a Denver mainstay with more than 75 employees at a time since 1974. Another employee says most people who work here have recently had problems with their checks. I'm sorry that Black Birth has given you a hard time. The restaurant's parent company, Star Buffet, filed for bankruptcy protection in 2011, but came back into stable financial health in 2013. But now, with the pandemic affecting every restaurant in the state, it's another example even the most popular places are hurting as workers take the immediate hit. I've enjoyed it just as a, a fun side job. I know a lot of people truly rely on that check to help them get through you know, these crazy times and no one is responding back to that. I reached out to company ownership numerous times today. I still haven't heard a response, leaving employees to wonder if they'll ever get what they're due. Jeremy Hohola. Nine News. Damn. I, all right. Well, I know what y'all are thinking right off the rip. I already know what you guys are thinking. You guys are thinking, I thought this episode was supposed to be Corona light. And already right off the rip, this story is Corona related. All right. Just hear me out for a minute. Let me just first say that not being able to fulfill those last few checks for those employees of that restaurant super fucked up. Now, I know there's a lot of businesses right now that can't pay their employees because of the current situation, especially businesses that can't fully function, and that makes sense. But that you would think that would more affect you know, a couple of checks in advance because most businesses would have at least enough money to pay their servers for the last couple of weeks of work. So for these employees right there going to cash their last like 200, one of these checks I see is for $249. That check not being able to be honored and those that being insufficient funds, that's crazy. Um, already the company, the parent company, Buffet, Star Buffet Inc. or some shit, um, they filed for bankruptcy protection in 2011, but then they came back and they got out of bankruptcy in 2013. So they, I guess they've had some rocky shit going on. Uh, the restaurant's been open since 1974. Not being able to pay those employees, especially at a time like this, is super fucked up. So we're going to just go ahead and stamp that right off the rip. Get the fuck out of here! But the main reason, it's a selfish personal reason that I brought this story up and opened up with this story is, how come none of y'all told me Casa Bonita is a real fucking place? Damn, y'all know I'm a South Park fanatic. Man, I mean, if y'all if y'all follow my shit or know me, you should know I'm a South Park fanatic. I be, Burns makes fun of me all the time. It, to me, that's like one of the, it's the greatest show of all time. It, not even one of, it's, it's, it's the greatest show of all time. I love that fucking show. I could watch South Park all day, all fucking night, and I had no idea that Casa Bonita was a real fucking place, all right? And not to mention, I'm so ashamed of myself. I've been to Denver a ton of times, and never once has it even crossed my radar to look for Casa Bonita. Damn, come on. I'm getting choked up over here, man. This is fucked up. Damn. And now I'm like, they filed for bankruptcy protection once before, got out of bankruptcy protection, and then now they're not paying their employees from before. And this whole pandemic's fucking shit up. I know there's plenty of things to worry about in this world, much more important, but all things considered and all things aside, 
let me just say what a fucking tragedy it would be for me personally if I'm not able to return to a reopened Casa Bonita when this is all done and and pay my respects to the South Park legendary spot Casa Bonita that fucking Carmen loved to go to all the time damn Get the fuck out of here I'm so ashamed I'm mad at all my friends didn't tell me that that was a real place in Denver that I should have gone to Casa Bonita to see the fucking the, the river waterfall and the fucking eat the tacos what the fuck damn shocking shocking damn all right all right I had to I had to just get that one out the way for my own personal own personal fucking disappointment what else we got get the fuck out of here New York City man arrested for running speakeasy where people were drinking and gambling during coronavirus lockdown. We are two for two. This is not Corona light at all. What the fuck is going on? Damn. Very, very classic prohibition style New York shit right here. Police in New York City arrested a man after a dozen people were found drinking and gambling inside a speakeasy he was allegedly running. Mm. Bars and restaurants across the city have, of course, been ordered to stay closed until April 15th in a bid to slow the spread of coronavirus in New York City, where the shit has gotten crazy out of hand. Officers arrived at 354 Kings Highway in Brooklyn after a complaint was made to 311. What's the difference between 311 and 911? Is that some New York shit or is that like some countrywide shit? Am I making myself look like an idiot right now? Well, I hope you enjoy it. I don't know what 311 is. 311 is a band, and I thought that was like the code for like nudity or some shit. Or is that Blink-182? Ah, it's hard to keep up with this fucking shit. 311, anyway, somebody called 311. Maybe that's like the noise complaint hotline. They found around 12 people inside drinking and gambling. Um, that business did not have a liquor license. Get the fuck out of here! Fail. Vasil Pando. 56 years old of Brooklyn, he's facing a number of charges, including the illegal sale of alcohol, promoting gambling, criminal nuisance, that's a dope charge, and reckless endangerment. Pando was also charged with violating Mayor Bill de Blasio's order, which shut down non-essential businesses. And I'm pretty sure that gambling and drinking is non-essential to New York City at the moment. Um, wow. Really, what this guy's got to learn is that um, he got he to do what the dudes in Miami do. There's a, there's a, I don't want to be a snitch or nothing, but not too far from where our studio is, there's a group of Cuban gentlemen that run a little something similar, and their shit is still on and popping as of right now, the minute I speak this to you, they're probably playing dominoes right now, all right? And you really just gotta, well, I mean, they're, if they, they probably, if they were in New York, they wouldn't be able to do it, and we're, you know, we're in the wild wild south here so it's probably because they're in florida they're getting away with it but they're also very nonchalant about that shit the door's wide open they're in and out i'm like damn i thought there was supposed to be like some sort of curfew or you know limited shelter in place or something the fuck these guys got this shit going on full speed no question so my guy mr pondo uh you need to holler at my cuban brethren down here in miami they could show you how to run the ill illegal gambling establishment all right get the fuck out of here well, police were definitely on their job as far as New York City went. They shut that shit the fuck down. Now, police force that might be on their job, but, you know, still come up with a hot fail. Where, where, where can we go for that? Why don't we go to my birthplace? Why don't we go to the UK? Mm, let's go. British Comedy Club said about 20 police officers responded to the facility to shut down a live show that actually had taken place two weeks earlier. 
the owners of the Hot Water Comedy Club in Liverpool, England, set a Facebook Live show featuring comedian Paul Smith hosting a selection of clips from when the club was still open, led a concerned viewer, also someone who's very bored, to contact police and report the club for violating bans on large gatherings amid the coronavirus pandemic. First of all, how, how bored do you got to be and how bitter do you have to be to just be like on Facebook Live and then see what's going on and be like, yeah, this comedy club, they're doing some shit and I can't attend. This is bullshit. Fuck that. I'm calling the police. Damn. I understand like trying to like protect your own public safety, but if you're not even near that place, you're just doing too much. And then on top of that, how stupid you got to feel. They got, they mobilized the police and the police couldn't figure out that this was a, it probably only took a little while for you to just watch the Facebook feed. I'm sure they didn't even watch it. They just got the report and they was like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, all right, go to Hot Water Comedy Club. I, I, I don't feel like doing British accent right now, but whatever. My sister could do a good one. Hot, hot Water Comedy Club. Now, why, why is my accent game terrible today? I told you, I haven't showered. When you know, you know, you haven't showered and you just can't think straight, that's what it is. I'm out here just funking it up, can't think, can't do British accents. Shit sucks. Don't have a sponsor. I'm canceling this fucking show. Fuck this show. God damn. Well, anyways, um, yeah. They got 20, 20 police officers and stormed this club. And when they got there, uh, one of the owners told the Sky News that he looked at the CCTV and saw 20 police officers standing outside like they were about to run the club down. Um they shared the footage because it's a comedy club. You know, they got, you know, they, they're down. They're in on any joke. They shared the CCTV footage, which shows these confused officers gathered outside the empty club trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Get the fuck out of here. Police confirmed the officers responded to a report from the public about a live comedy event. And here's their statement. Quote, our officers responded to a report that a comedy club was open and live streaming a show with a large number of customers inside. This should be in a British accent, but I haven't showered, so. Uh... Merseyside police representative said to verify this, they attended the club and found it closed. Checks were made around the building to make sure no one was inside. Blair admitted the video showed comedians performing to a full audience, but the footage was actually filmed March 7th. And he said that Smith attempted to make that clear multiple times during the broadcast. But the genius that felt he it was necessary to call the police on him was probably too fucking dense to figure that out. Quote, I think it was a waste of their time, but I don't think whoever called them did it deliberately. I think it was just a misunderstanding. Mm, that's just a little bit of that old British politeness. Because really what he should have said was, man, fuck that guy. What's wrong with that guy? Tell that guy, stop watching the news. Stop fucking panicking and relax and fucking ingest the show long enough to figure out that it, it's not actually taking place right now. How hard is that? Get the fuck out of here. Jesus Christ, man. All right, baby, we're three stories in, and every one of these stories had to do with coronavirus. This is the Corona Light I did not promise you guys. Come on, this next story has got to be unrelated to the coronavirus. Let's go, please. Let's roll the dice, and what do we got? Man arrested after teaching his dog to drive a Buick 100 miles per hour. Oh, there we go. We got one, guys. We fucking got one. The man appeared to be helping from the passenger seat for over 50 miles. That's the little red headline on this. Where are we going for this? Washington State. As if they don't have enough shit going on in Washington State right now. Get the fuck out of here. Washington State man riding shotgun in an old Buick was arrested after fleeing a hit-and-run incident and leading police on a high-speed chase on an interstate freeway. Meanwhile, the driver, 
his pet pit bull got off scot-free. Damn. Get the fuck out of here. Such was the scene Sunday near Seattle where police arrested a 51-year-old man from Lakewood, Washington, who told them he was teaching his dog how to drive. Get the fuck out of here. Come on, this is the good, wholesome shit that we need in our lives. This is the stories that we need to motivate us to say. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need all this pandemic fuckery. I need... I need dudes, 50-year-old dudes teaching their fucking pit bulls how to drive. That's what keeps me going. That's what gets me out of bed in the morning, okay? Reports say the man whose name was not released, I don't, couldn't imagine why they wouldn't want his name in the public, was driving his 1996 Buick on Interstate 5 when he allegedly struck two vehicles in South Seattle. Uh, this is near the Boeing Access Road. And then he fled north on I-5. Car was spotted on the interstate near the Snohomish River in Everett. And officials told the news that the vehicle was driving more than 100 miles an hour. God damn, Fido could drive. Fucking this pitbull's like fucking Nicolas Cage and Gone in 60 Seconds and shit. He's like fucking Steve McQueen in this bitch. What the fuck is going on? They were driving more than 100 miles per hour when the pursuit began. The vehicle left the freeway near the Stanwood exit, 50 si- uh, sorry, 57 miles north of the hit and run, and then drove onto the nearby Centennial Trail. The chase finally ended after police were able to deploy spike strips. Damn! This is the illest dog ever! This is the dog that O.J. Simpson needed when he was trying to get away. This is the dog that could be the bank robber getaway driver. This is the dog. He should be in that movie. Uh, what's the movie? Um, girl, baby girl, uh, kid, baby kid, kid driver, uh, fucking, what well, fucking baby driver. God damn! I told you I haven't showered. I'm fucked up today. I can't even think straight. Baby driver. This is puppy driver. All right. This fucking pit bull is not fucking around. They had to put spike strips out for this. And there was a dog in the driver's seat. God damn. Think about how insufficient you must feel as a police officer if you can't even run down a fucking pit bull at the wheel. What a, can you imagine? Can you imagine the cop story when he gets home? Oh, honey, how was your day? Oh, yeah, it was just another crazy day on the job. I just, you know couldn't catch this motherfucker oh was it another crackhead or something no it was a it was a, it was a pit bull it was a pit bull at the wheel and he was the best driver i've ever fucking pursued in my whole entire career man police found the man seated in the passenger seat and his dog behind the wheel the man appeared to have been steering for the canine so he had help he it wasn't he wasn't all the way steve mcqueen but the dog was in the fucking driver's seat though Either, all right, so it's either the dog is a great driver, which it's seeming like is probably not the case, but, but either that or the the gentleman is the best passenger seat driver in the history of automobiles. This guy's amazing. He was arrested on suspicion of DUI, super tight, reckless driving, and hit and run feeling eluding. I don't know what the fuck that means. Driving and hit and run feeling eluding. I think that's a typo. Anyway, he was drunk and yeah. Wow. Very, very an interesting story. That's the kind of shit we need. Uh, I need pit bulls at the wheel, baby. Let's go. All right. I feel like we might be starting to get away from this Corona shit. I feel like we're getting into a good place. I feel like we need to keep going. Just let's go. Give me a little more head, would you? Get the fuck out of here. All right. Here we go. 
Mum goes bright green after using out-of-date fake tan. All right, we're back. If you can't tell by the headline, mum. Obviously, you don't see that word used in American headlines. We're back in England, baby. Let's go. A British mum who decided to fake tan while killing time at home turned bright green when she failed to spot something was wrong with the bottle. All right, baby. We're, we're pretty uncorona on this one. Um... Jenny Coleman is this bitch's name, and she claims that friends teased she was a dead ringer for the Wizard of Oz's infamous villain after revealing her tanning disaster. She's a mum of two, she's 35 years old, and she slapped on a couple layers of fake tan while enjoying a glass of wine at home as she self-isolated. Oh damn, there's a little bit of corona there, what are you gonna do? Anyways, the following morning, Jenny got out of bed, came up to the mirror, do her morning routine, and she almost sobbed. When she caught sight of herself in the bathroom mirror and realized she was bright green from head to toe. Get the fuck out of here! Quote, When I saw myself the following morning, I nearly cried. It, it wasn't great. I just couldn't believe it. There we go. I'm getting my, getting my swagger back. Jenny from Greater Manchester in the UK said, mm. Jenny, who lives with daughters Leah, 17, and Emily, 14, was forced to repeatedly shower using exfoliant in a desperate bid to banish the neon glow. Took only a few days to properly come off, but she spent all weekend trying to scrub it off. It put me off tanning for a bit, is what she said. Yeah, I, I, I would probably leave fake tan alone if this shit turned me fucking green. Let me see, they must have a... Oh, shit! Wow! When you, when they, when they, when you read the headline, you don't think... You think, alright, it must she must be a little bit of that, like, orangey green. No, no, this bitch is green. Jolly green, giant green. This bitch is greener than a motherfucker. Damn! Holy shit. Wow. This shit really fucked her up. Um, wow. That's amazing. She can. I think she could sue the company for this. Uh, she says she normally buy fake tan from the high street and tanned a lot when she was younger. Always had loads in. Um, she's unsure what caused the tanning disaster, but believes she may have picked a bottle from the back of her fake tan stash that had been there longer than recommended. Damn. Expired. There's some things that like sit at the crib where you like they expire and you're like, eh, it's whatever. It's not like cheese or milk or eggs or fucking bread. It's like, ah, it's fucking Advil. Like, it, what, what's the worst that could happen? Is it like lower potency or something? That's one of those things where I could see that. I could kind of feel what she's where she's coming from. You're just like, oh, I got this tanning spray. Oh, it says expires 2014. I've had this shit here for five years. It probably is fine though. It's fine. Then it turned the bitch green. Wow. Super fucking tight. Um, and she did a great job. She lathered that shit on because she is green. Like forever. there's not a, a missing spot on her. Damn. Wow. Amazing. I love it. I love it. And if you if you if you ever try to use expired uh, fake tan at home and you go you turn green, be prepared. Get the fuck out of here. Wow. All right. Now. I think we're doing a pretty good job. What are we? We're uh, one, two, three. We're th we're we're three and two right now, and Corona's winning. Then you guys are keeping score. Yeah, all right, keep score. Uh, if anybody, uh, you guys want to do a drinking game or whatever, I think we'll set up a drinking game for next week um, because this is getting out of hand. I thought this headline was hilarious. It's semi-Corona related. It's gonna probably fall somewhere in the middle. There's an internet um, quest, if you will to discover whether Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York, has his nipples pierced. Yes. 
New York Governor Andrew Cuomo has drawn praise for his decisive response to the coronavirus pandemic, but in the last 24 hours, he's been trending for quite a different reason. After photos of Cuomo emerged at a March 27th press conference during which he announced that the first thousand-bed temporary hospital had been built at the Javits Convention Center, some social media users, who are obviously focused on the not the not the, the topics at hand, noticed something quote distracting about Cuomo's chest. Sharing a picture of Cuomo at the conference, one user asked, "Is it just me, or is Cuomo's nipples totally pierced?" I got some pictures here. One of his nipples does look pierced. Has Andrew Cuomo got nipple piercings? That would be weird as fuck. That would be crazy. And also, I don't think I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's crazy or just because he doesn't look like the type to have his nipples pierced. And then on top of that, if he was the type to have his nipples pierced, he's in like, he's the governor of New York. And he just, why would he even let that show? I wear like three fucking undershirts over that just so that my nipple piercing wouldn't stick out while I was giving a fucking interview, you know? Um, well, if any of you guys have any information on the whereabouts or possible verification of Andrew Cuomo's pierced nips, um... That I mean, let me know, because we're out here trying to we're trying to seek the truth. Like I know this is a comedy show, you know, this is like an entertainment show, but we're also out here for real shit. We're out here for very important, pertinent information. And if anything's gonna help you guys feel better about being self isolated at home, it'll be the comfort of knowing that Andrew Cuomo has his nipples pierced, or it might have just been like a wife beater that day, or maybe he got bumpy nips. <laughs> I mean, you never fucking know, you know. Um, they got a whole article about this shit. This is how crazy, like, being self-isolated and inside, like, journalists are over here like, damn, what can we write about? Like, you, you think I'm having it bad? I do a once-a-week kind of, like, silly podcast, unsponsored podcast, that's out here fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, talking shit about some random stories I dig up from the back pages. But these people, this is, like, uh, a real, like, legitimate website that has to write articles about shit. And that this is where they're they're writing about twitter speculation on whether andrew cuomo's nipples are pierced they're they, they had to write a whole article about this shit it's just like 200 words 300 words 400 words okay wait the page is still going wow um yeah that's a real article so if anybody got information leading to the confirmation of andrew cuomo's pierced nipples please you know how to find me um let me know all right um all right we're doing pretty good we're doing pretty good uh, i think uh, we're gonna have to go back to the Rona. I think, yeah. I think we've only. All right, I'll do some quickie Ronas on you. All right, I won't. I won't hammer you with the Rona. I just I'll put, give you the tip of some Ronas. Um, if everybody in the U.S. is excited about their twelve hundred dollars stimulus package uh, check that's coming, um, uh, they say comparison is the thief of joy. And in this in this scenario, it's going to be. I'm pretty sure you've heard this already. That's why I'm gonna make it a quickie. But if you haven't, um, just feel good about uh canada once again smoking us united staters uh in their stimulus package they're gonna get two thousand dollars a month for four months they're gonna get eight racks for coronavirus stimulus damn we over here twelve hundred dollars i got fucking twins i get five hundred dollars a kid twelve hundred dollars per adult that's still fucking not even remotely close to what we get if we were canadian right now get the fuck out of here should have moved to Canada, baby. The fuck? Um, all right, let's move on. What's another little thing I saw? Oh, this is this dude's genius. Definitely deserves a GTFOH. Dad 
hides coronavirus symptoms to visit maternity ward after wife gave birth. Get the fuck out of here! Mmm, what a genius. A man who had been exposed to the coronavirus and who was himself already feeling sick hid his symptoms from staff at Strong Memorial Hospital so he could join his expectant wife in the maternity center. Get the fuck out of here! He confessed only when his wife began to show symptoms of COVID-19 shortly after giving birth. Spoiler alert, he got this bitch sick. God damn, why are people so moronical? Man, come on, B. Like, they would, if, I, if I even said that I was cold around my newborns, everyone around me would be like, yo, you need to get away from the kids, don't get the kids sick, oh shit, put them in a bubble, like fucking, they, they would cast me out like a leper. It was crazy. Get the fuck out of here! This dude's like, oh, I'm feeling really bad and sick, and there's a whole respiratory thing going on right now, but I'm going to go in there because I really want to see my kid, and like, you know, I really want to see my girl, and yo, come on, man. And then she got COVID-19. Get the fuck out of here! Wow. Where did this happen? Uh, this happened in Rochester. Rochester, New York. Um... Yeah, obviously his whole situation now, they had to lock the whole hospital down. They had to up the security, new policies at Strong Memorial Hospital because of this fucking genius. Fucked it up for everybody. Um, here, yeah, if you're feeling sick, don't go anywhere. All right? Let's fucking keep Get going. Get the fuck out of here. Like they they have a whole yeah they have a whole the whole article goes on to talk about why or why he may have gone yeah fuck that all right man I've had enough I've had enough there's there's I want you to take me to a place where coronavirus don't exist mm-hmm. and it's nah that that place don't even exist all right you know what time it is Rhea. I know we're not going to be able to avoid the pandemic, but in the panhandle, but and we could try. Okay, so I think you should use this idea for your Florida Florida segment and get the out out of here. So I came up with get on the Florida because when the cops come and arrest you with their handcuffs, they're like, get on the floor so that they can put the handcuffs on. And since it's about Florida and all the crazy stuff that happens there, which is usually involved with the cops, so get on the Florida is Florida. And also get on the Florida. I mean, get on the floor. So I think you should use it because I'm smart. Get on the floor. <laughs> all right, right out the gate. We're about to fail. We're about to fail with the ill fail. Florida docking plan in the works for ill-fated cruise ships. Who the fuck is still going on cruises? All right? Like, I don't understand. I mean, maybe it's because I feel like I've been in the house for a long-ass time. So it just to me, it seems like we've had enough time for them to cancel all cruises. But are people still really going on? I know we talked about this last week a little bit. But who the fuck is still going on cruises? Come on. Stop it. I'm starting to not feel sorry for these motherfuckers anymore. If you if you get on a boat right now and then all of a sudden somebody gets sick on that boat and you get quarantined on that boat or the boat won't dock because no one wants to let that boat dock at their fucking city, I'm not feeling sorry for you anymore. I'm sorry. Don't go on fucking cruises. And the only way I'm going to feel sorry for you right now is if you lose your money. And even then I'll be like, well, damn, that sucks. You lost, you know, you lost that 1200 or whatever it was. But hey, at least you're not stuck on a boat out off the coast of Florida with a fucking quarantined, 
you know, stuck in your fucking, oh, and you didn't get the window, you didn't get the balcony room, ooh, claustrophobia in this motherfucker, claustrophobia, man, fucked up, um, yeah, well, anyways, I'm not even diving into that story too much, but there's a fucking boat full of, like, with some sick people from Holland, um, they had 1,400 people on the boat that appeared to be healthy, uh, 450 guests and 602 crew members, and 190 of them are sick. There's a 300 U.S. citizens on both of the ships. Oh, it's two ships, and they're trying to fucking land in Florida. Yeah, Florida. <laughs> and Florida's like, nah, nah, we're good. Good on that. They've already been turned away from two or three other countries. Stop going on cruises, people. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? God damn. Yeah, Florida. <laughs> all right. All right, all right, all right. For real, we need to, we need to, we need to, we need a beacon of light in this Florida darkness right now. Where are we going? Where are we going to find that beacon of light? Can it be in everybody's favorite, favorite location? Okay, no, it's not there, but it's close. Jacksonville. Northeast Florida man is accused of spraying the doors of a pet store with a container that he labeled, quote, COVID-19. Witnesses told investigators just before noon Sunday, the man later identified as David Randolph White. Whenever they name the full name like that, it's like, uh, that's what they do to assassins. Anyways, David Randolph White, he's 50. He was spraying this substance on an, uh, and around the entrance to the doors of this business. Uh, PetSmart is the business. Uh, the suspect reportedly made statements to the employees and patrons in the area that they were now infected with COVID-19. Damn, this dude is a fucking maniac. Um, let me paint a picture for you for this guy. This guy has a bald head with hair growing in kind of like around... Uh, tattoo on his forehead that says broken then his eyebrows are shaved off and he has tattoos where the eyebrows were that say hands hands down hands I can't I, one says hands hand hard oh it says hard and the hard time oh damn hard time is what his fucking eyebrows say and then he's got two teardrops uh, he's got tattoos on his neck that I can't make out he, he, this dude definitely looks like he's been he's been through some shit. All right, uh, he thought it was a good idea to um, spray the doors of PetSmart. What did PetSmart do wrong to him? Um, Get on the floor. <laughs> witnesses at the PetSmart store where the incident happened provided pictures of his Nissan truck and other information that led to his Facebook page. Ah, you always get roped up by your Facebook page, people. If you're going to commit crimes or dumb shit like this. Uh, you might want to deactivate and try to remove any trace of your Facebook page because that's how they're going to get you. They arrested David on charges that include the threatened use of a weapon or a hoax weapon of mass destruction. Mm. He got released from jail later on bonds totaling $15,000. Woman who claims to know White posted on Facebook the incident happened after White went to the pet store with a woman who was undergoing treatment for cancer and got into a dispute with an employee after spraying the entry doors with a disinfectant. Mm. Um, okay, I don't know about that one. They don't really detail what, like, I don't know. Maybe she got offended because they sprayed doors with a disinfectant after she, ah, who the fuck knows. Um, but I like that he layered, la labeled the bottle COVID-19, took the time to do that. Uh, that's very Floridian of him. Very Floridian. Get on the floor. <laughs> uh, what else do we got? Let's go to Pensacola. Love me some Pensacola. Beautiful spot. Um, they are on the cutting edge, apparently, of canine technology. I know that canines can sniff bombs. I know that canines can sniff 
uh, drugs, you know what I mean? I, I'm aware of all these things. What I didn't know, they got canines that can sniff out hard drives. What does a hard drive even smell like? Metal? Like, how do you differentiate the smell of what a hard drive, like, what, what is it that dogs pick up on in, well, well, anyways, this fucking dog is magic. Pensacola. Canine capable of detecting electronic storage devices. Assisted Florida Department of Law Enforcement agents in finding 30 images of child pornography. This dog is a fucking hero. FDLE agents arrested Jason Andrew Wynn. There we go with the full three names again. 41 years old on Wednesday in Pensacola on 30 counts of possession of obscene material and one count of promoting sexual performance of a child. Ugh. Wynn was being held Thursday in the Escambia County Jail. Bond was set at $160,000. Could have been higher, but whatever. A law enforcement office in Texas learned that obscene material had been downloaded by a computer with an IP address linked to a Pensacola residence. Get on the floor. <laughs> what is it about? I guess it's that if your mind's warped enough that you're into kitty porn that you don't know how to cover your tracks. Like, I mean, I can I can download a copy of fucking, you know, Harry Potter from Pirate Bay without without Comcast getting mad at me. I think you would you would think that David Jason Andrew Thomas Allen Wynn or whatever fuck this guy's name is would be able to go out and do nefarious shit and be, have the wherewithal to cover his fucking tracks but I, I guess this is a chicken chicken before the egg situation um oh god this one is interesting anyways they yes they linked to his IP uh which linked to a Pensacola residence and then they shared the information with authorities in Florida, which led to an investigation by the FDL. What's the FDL? Whatever, whatever, whoever they are, they got involved. Officials determined that the IP address was associated with Wynn's internet account. They probably like connected to his fucking Grinder or Tinder account or whatever. Deputies and agents executed a search warrant on Wednesday and located pornographic images depicting children on a laptop. And an FDLE canine named Maple was used to search for other electronic storage devices. Who knew? Who knew these motherfuckers were doing that shit? Dogs are crazy. I knew dogs are smart, but damn. And I know they can be trained to do all kinds of wild shit, but damn. The dog alerted agents to a box in a closet labeled, quote, Jason Books and Odds and Ends. This dude's name is David, by the way. Uh, according to the report, the agents found a paracord bracelet with a USB drive hidden inside, which contained additional images of child pornography. Jail records did not list a lawyer for when. Get on the Florida. There you go. We got one, baby. We got one Florida story that is not related to COVID-19. Man, how they found time amongst all this. I mean, Florida's kind of loose, I think, still compared to the rest of the country with the lockdowns. But how these dudes found the time to take a fucking magical hard drive sniffing canine into this fucking pervert's house and lock him up for child pornography while all this is going on it's pretty fucking impressive so hats off to the fdle and the fdl and pensacola and fucking maple shout out to maple yo maple is amazing i just want to meet maple one time and just say damn maple you're amazing <laughs> oh god um what do you guys think? Do you guys think the last final story of our Get on the Florida segment today is COVID-related or not COVID-related? Go ahead and punch in your answer. Say it out loud if you want. Yell it. I'll wait. Get on the floor. 
All right. Well, those of you who said it was coronavirus related was fucking absolutely right. You win nothing because this is a sponsorless show. Damn it. We're sponsorless. <laughs> Come on, man. I need I need the FDL or the FDLE. I need the fucking canine. Uh, they should they should sponsor the show. Maple. This whole show should be sponsored by Maple going forward. I just I'm just that I'm just putting that out there. Jacksonville uh, Police Department. Holler at your boy. All right. Man with phony detonator threatened to blow up Orlando Police Department over coronavirus closures, police say. Mm, Orlando. We always, I feel like it should be mandatory for at least one Orlando story per episode. I'm just going to put that out there. Hopefully the universe gives me the data that I need to provide that for you guys. A man called in a bomb threat to the Orlando Police Department late Tuesday. He threatened to blow up the agency's headquarters and other nearby buildings because people are being, quote, put out of work due to the coronavirus crisis. His name is Justin Demaria Black, 28 years old. When I first read his name, I thought it was a white dude. I don't know why. I was looking for irony. Scroll down, mugshot. Nope, it's a black dude. Justin Demaria Black, 28 years old, faces charges of false report of a bombing and unlawful use of a two-way communication device. I'm learning a lot with this show. I didn't know. I didn't know about a lot of these like miscellaneous ass charges. I don't be out here, uh, fucking. Mis- misusing a two-way communication device, so I, I don't find out that these are actually charges that you can things you can be charged. They can charge you with all kinds of fucking wild shit. Uh, police did not find any explosives when they arrested him. Surprise, surprise! Police said a caller dialed nine one one about seven fifteen p.m. Tuesday, two hours after the mayor uh, announced a countywide stay-at-home order in response to the pandemic, and he claimed to have four bombs. And he said to the nine one one operator. I'm going to blow up the Orlando Police Department. I'm going to blow up the 7-Eleven. I'm going to blow up... There was a car wash. That's, an, that's a direct quote. He paused and then said there was a car wash. Obviously, this dude is not all there. Fucking poor guys. Who knows what this guy's been through. Um, yeah, <laughs> he refused to tell dispatcher where he was or give his name, of course. Uh, but then he added at the end of the phone call, when you hear explosions, just know I warned y'all first. Just know the coronavirus. Y'all want to put people out of work? Yeah, I'm going to put some people out of work, the caller said. Then he ended the call with, have a good night. Then he hung up. But, spoiler alert, the police were able to trace his location to 440 South Orange Blossom Trail. Mm, That's the heart of Orlando. That's where all the funky shit happens. Uh, It was a U.S. post office, and it was across the street, right across the street from the police department headquarters. Goddamn. He was right outside. He wasn't fucking around. <laughs> he might have wanted to plan it better, though, um, because they roped him right outside. An arriving OPD officer uh, spotted the man, later identified as black, leaning against a nearby bus stop sign. He was wearing work boots, jeans, a yellow construction vest, and a white construction hard hat. And he was the only person in the area and was holding his cell phone to his ear. He didn't even hang up the call by the time they spotted him. And when... Uh, they were roping him. A second call came into 911. Yeah, on the floor. <laughs> so it's going. It's crazy in Orlando right now. That second call, uh, the guy told the dispatcher, "I got a bomb right here. I'm about to blow up Orlando." He just said the whole of Orlando, and added, "Just letting you know, the Orlando Police Department is going to get blown up right now. I give it like 30 minutes. All I got to do is push this button." Damn, shit is going crazy in Orlando. Is this what happens when you close Disney World? Close Disney World, motherfuckers lose their minds. Jesus Christ. Um, 
When the cops confronted Black, they noticed he had a small pepper spray canister and an elastic holster strapped to his wrist. The canister was black with a red button cap. You know the type. Uh, the officer wrote it appeared Black was trying to portray the canister of pepper spray as some form of a detonation device for the alleged bombs. Mm, he was watching speed. He was like, I'm going to get my Dennis Hopper on in this motherfucker. Mm. Uh, he was belligerent when they tried to interview him. No surprise there. Um, oh, yeah, that's it. That's the end of the story. There's fucking this. Nothing else happened there. He's being held at Orange County Jail with a bail set at 2800 bucks. Uh, so if anybody wants to get him out, um, you know, to be home for the holidays or whatever, uh, he's he sounds like he needs help. Um, that's Orlando. Mm, get on the fucking floor. Get on the floor. <laughs> I tried my best this week, folks. I really did. And I hope that you enjoyed the promise of Corona Light and then the eventual disappointment that it wasn't really Corona light at all. Because, just imagine, Corona's everywhere. Just accept it, alright? Get the fuck out of here! Week two, week three, fucking quarantine day, isolation day, fucking 56, I don't know. Alright? This is a unshowered, unsponsored fucking podcast. Trying to do what we can do out here, alright? I just released an EP on Friday, it was the weirdest release of my whole entire career so fucking weird and strange um i just don't know what to make of it i'm just out here like y'all trying to continue to do what i do and i'm trying to run my my recognized solo career my mayday group career and this podcast and and also raise two kids at the same time all while trying to figure out how to do normal things and keep the fucking lights on so for me you just know we out here together and and we all just need to take a shower and relax as much as possible, all right? Um, I think while I'm on this kind of funky-ass, unshowered mood, I need to let you guys know that a friend of mine expressed some concern over the title of my phone call segment, all right? And I don't, I didn't think I had to say this, but just because we're all in a delicate spot right now, I just want to let you guys know, I don't condone the use of cocaine, alright? I just think it's a funny play on words that somebody suggested to me, alright? So for now, I'm just going to continue to call this segment what I'm calling it, but just know that I don't condone the use of drugs and alcohol, okay? And, um, yeah, whatever, I don't know. I just, I just wanted to say that because she was telling me she didn't like the name of the of the segment, you know what I mean? And I was like, ah, what? Tongue in cheek. I just think it's funny, you know? But then I'm like, well, I got little, you know, kids watching the show, whatever. All right, well, maybe it's, maybe it's leading us down a wrong path. Shit, I'm actually thinking now they probably didn't even know what the fuck I was talking about until I mentioned it. Now I fucked it all up. Now, now, now everybody's like, oh, that's what it was about. For the people that were, were maybe not even paying attention. Well, I can't go back now. We're fucked. Um, Maybe we can think of a better title. I don't know. Maybe I'll change it for season two. If we can keep this show going till season two, we might make a few changes. But for now, let's do a line. What's up, Rack? It's Ralph. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the release of your EP. Been spinning it all day. Very, very, very good work as always, my boy. A uh, couple quick questions for you. Number one, can we get an update on all the former members of Mayday? Where are they now? L.T. Hopkins, Johnny, Plex. Secondly, any verse or bar 
that you've laid down that you regret? Hmm. All right. My boy Ralph, Miami family in the motherfucking house. Tip your motherfucking Uber drivers in the motherfucking house. Yeah. Um, okay. Update on the Mayday Familia. Um, Plex Luther relocated to another state. I think I think I'm able to say it. I don't, don't want to like put him out there or anything, but he he puts it on Instagram and shit. But uh, he lives in Chicago now, and um, he's uh, he's out there doing like IT, uh, digital. The dude is very fucking intelligent. So um, he was very talented in many things other than music, and uh, he went to pursue one of those other things, which uh, he was heavy into like coding and networking and uh, computer hacker shit. So he's doing that out there with the fam, and he's doing well. Um, he's not a fan of the cold and he misses his Miami family. I know that, but, uh, he's out there doing well. So we wish him the best. And, um, still to me, one of the best producers to ever do it. And one of the best sample choppers ever. The guy is a fucking animal and it saddens me. He's not making beats on the regular. And I hope that one day in the near future, he'll come back and drop some bangers on us. I really do um, hope to work with him again before this life is over. So, um, yeah. Uh, I got nothing but love for him, and I hope he's doing good out there in Shy City. Um, LT Hopkins uh, has been um, popping up here and there. He actually was um, playing drums in my cousin's band. Uh, my cousin has an, uh, well, she's, she's really performing as a solo artist now called Jolie. It's Z J O L I E. And um, she had another girl in the band that does like guitar, bass, and vocals. And then it's a, it's three of them. It's her, her home girl, and then LT. I, well, she was looking for a drummer, and I was like, "Yo, you need to holler at LT because LT was still playing in a few other bands and um, hopping around Miami and doing all kinds of shit." So I told her, "You just link with LT." So LT last uh, I saw him musically, he was doing uh, he was playing drums for my cousin's band and killing it and looking dope too, like. Because the whole setup with these like two girls in the front doing their thing and LT in the center, it was like kind of like a white stripes kind of vibe, but uh, but you know, obviously a little bit different. But it was dope, man. They had a really good energy, and and yeah, LT's the man still to this day, the man. I love that fucking guy. And uh, Gianni Cash is out here in Miami killing the real estate game, man. He always had his real estate license. I know y'all see him on Instagram. He's out there slanging in million-dollar properties and shit, killing the game, million-dollar listings and shit. Um, yeah, he 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 had his real estate license the whole time he was in Mayday, and he was smart enough to keep it enabled um, and active. And then um, when he saw a window and an opportunity to go, go out there and get into it full time, he took it and he jumped into it full time and he's been doing really good and he loves it and he's super fucking good at it too. Um, so yeah, the boys are doing it. Gio um, pops back into into the Mayday spectrum the most. Um, he's popped in and dropped some beats on us and uh, helped us with a couple of tracks here and there and is like the most connected to us really. Um and then LT has come in and played some drums for us here and there as well. And then Plex being like so far away is the one who is uh, kind of like involved the least, you know, in terms of activity anyways. Uh, but we wish all them brothers well and we love, we love them. They're family for life. Like, like Byrne said, Mayday's like the mob. Once you're in, you're in for life. And uh, your second question, I don't think I've ever dropped a bar or a rhyme or anything on a song that I regretted. Um, I've, I've heard... Later on, when I hear the track back or I haven't heard it in a while, I'll hear it and think I could have changed a line or maybe like, oh, okay, 
I should, I said this twice and I didn't realize I said it twice and I would have wanted to flip it up, but I've never been like, damn, I shouldn't have said that in particular. Um, the only time I've ever come close to that, that I can remember, cause there has been a lot of stuff over the last 10 plus years is, um, battling when I battled no can do, um, they, they criticized me for using like a lot of like gay jokes and, uh, that always like kind of was like a thorn in my side. I always wished, um, I varied up the material and the punches more so that they couldn't say that I was just like one dimensional with where I was going. Uh, so yeah, I regretted like the content of that battle and wish that I would have been a little bit more dynamic in that battle with no can. I, I mean the style of battling that we grew up doing to me, we did a lot of that shit in Miami and, and Florida in general did a lot of that. Florida historically is known for that. That was just like a thing that this is like what you did when we were coming up battling. But, uh, I just wish I would have put a little more time and effort. We were working on stuck on an Island when I was writing that battle. And it was also my first time writing a battle. Normally I'm a freestyle battle MC as most of y'all might know, but, uh, I had to like sit down and write the verses and memorize them, which was like a new experience for me. I'd never done it before. So, um, I, I, I structured it kind of loosely and kind of slapped them together. Like, with enough time to memorize them. And then, yeah, I just like, I, 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 if I could, I would like to have gone back and been a little, shown a little bit more of my range in that battle. But as far as on record, no, nah, I don't think, I don't think that off the top of my head, I think I'm pretty like, I've never wanted to double back on a bar in particular. Shout out to my guy, Ralph, you the fucking man. Hope you're doing all right out here. Let's do another line. Hey, what's up, Rick? My name is Justin. I'm calling in from Weirville, California. Long-time listener, long-ass time fan. Uh, I got a couple questions. The first one is, back in uh, Take Me to Your Leader album, there was a song called Lando's Jam, and one of the sentences were, come with the lean flow, King Cold. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. So tell me, are you a Dragon Ball fan, dude? If so, fuck yeah. My second question is, how the hell did you lose so much weight so fast? Like, I've been trying for a couple months, and it's just not panning out very well. I think it may be all the sugar and stress. But anyway, um, much love to you. Much love to your family. Uh, take care of you and yours. Make sure those kids are safe in these trying times, and fucking don't get too stressed out. We'll get through it. Have a good day, man. Yeah, Justin from California, I appreciate the call. Lando's Jam, damn, you made me go back to my notepad for that one. Let's see. That note hasn't been accessed since, uh, hold up, wait for it, December 2012. And that's probably when I had to send the lyrics because it's older than that. Um, But yeah, the line actually is not what you thought it was. I always hate doing this because, like, I like people to have the, be able to, like, uh, you know, what do you, what do you call it? Intake or, uh, I like people to be able to interpret the lyrics however they want. It just like opens up so many different windows. And sometimes people have come back to us and said, oh, yo, when you said this, that, and the third, and then I'd be like, wait, that's not what I said, but damn, that's kind of dope too. Or they'll think we meant something we didn't mean, and it actually is doper than what we originally meant. I mean, that's happened to me before. Uh, but yeah, the line is not what you thought it was. Uh, the line is... Um, let me see. When the ink's low, one last dance. I'm a killer with the link flow. Kinko, copy with the pink bow. Think no, not King Cold. So it was like, when the ink's low, one last dance. I'm a killer with the link flow. Like, you know, keeping it all linked up and, and smooth. Kinko, copy with the pink bow. Think no. So I was just saying, like, nah, I'm not an imitator, you know, dressed up like on some flashy, like, 
you know, pink bow shit. You know, I'm I'm out here like trying to be original or whatever. So yeah, um, I I'm not I am familiar with Dragon Ball. I'm not a, I'm not I wouldn't say I'm a super fan. I'm not into it. I know a, a few of the characters, but I never got heavy into it. Um, I think I might have dropped a reference once or twice if it like fit the rhyme scheme and I was able to actually identify the character without looking up. Uh, looking it up, I'm pretty sure I've done that once or twice. But yeah, I like I don't know a huge amount about that show. Um, and then, um, the thing about the weight, man, to be honest with you, um, I was, I was feeling so bad. I know I talked about it a few times already, but, um, I was feeling so bad at the end of the last tour. I was so stressed. Um, I was stress eating and I was eating a lot of sugar and I was drinking a lot of alcohol. And, um, really when I came home, that was it, man. I couldn't really eat anything. It was turning my stomach. I don't know if it was linked to anxiety or what, but, um, I ended up, uh, cutting out sugar like cutting sugar down a lot. And then I cut down, uh, the carbs. I stopped eating bread and then cut alcohol out. And then I just started walking. The walking was really what helped me a lot, at least like two miles a day. And you got to keep the pace up to like 14, uh, mile minute, 14 minutes in a mile. You know what I'm saying? You have to, you have to knock, which is not, it's not slow. It's not running, but it's not slow either. So you got to get your heart rate up by doing that. Uh, for two miles a day will be helpful. And then, um, yeah, cut the bullshit. Just drink water, cut all the sugar out. For me, what was helpful is um, whenever I like felt that sugar like craving that I wanted after like a meal, I would uh, get the most bitter dark chocolate I could get, 92%, and, and I'll have a square or two of that. And they say that's good for your blood pressure too. So it was kind of like a double whammy for me. It was like, keep, it would keep me from like eating real sugary shit. And then it would also help the blood pressure. So yeah, I mean, you got to do it. It's all about the diet. At least for me, it was all about the diet. Work, I was working out heavier before, but I was eating like shit. So I was treading water, if not like it making it worse. Whereas like now I was barely working out. I was just walking every day which is something, but I wasn't going as hard with the workouts, but I was just being very militant with the food, man. So I would recommend doing that sugar. Like you said, you already kind of know what it is. You, if you really think about it, you know what it is. It's sugar and it's stress because I would stress eat too like a motherfucker. I would, especially on the road, I would eat all kinds of ignorant shit. So you could do it, bro. Do it. You'll feel so much better. I feel a lot better. And um, it's it's getting better and better every day, you know. So I appreciate the, the call. I hope you're good out there in Cali. Uh, let's do another line, see how many more we can squeeze in. Hey, Rick, it's John from Texas. I just want to say I love the podcast and the music that you put out with Mayday and also your solo releases. I just have a question. Have you ever considered doing a collaboration project with a different artist, like how Stevie Stone and JL did for Strange a few years back? Thank you. Keep up the work. Yo, John from Texas. I feel like right now I feel kind of I feel kind of freaked out. I feel like, are you the guy? John from Texas sounded like the guy from Saw. Like I want to play a game. You know what I'm saying? Or or like the guy from Scream and shit. Like, what's your favorite scary movie? Either that, or you're in the witness protection program, or maybe Anchor fucked up and like pitched down somehow pitched down your your voice message for me and shit. Cause that was either that or you got the lowest voice ever. I need to get you to do some drops for the show. Cause goddamn, John from Texas. Um, thank you for the line, brother. I appreciate it. Even though I'm a little bit fearful right now. Um, yes, we would like to do. I, I'd like to do a collab project. We we talking about doing another one for Mayday. 
Uh, Seth's day has been floated around multiple times. And um, I've talked about possibly doing one with JL. I'd love to do one with Stone. Stone's like probably because we lived on tour bus together, multiple tours, probably like one of our closest homies. Him and UBI are very close with us because we've just been through shit together like over the years. And we also were signed all around the same time. So those dudes in particular, like we get along really, really well with. So I think uh, do a project with Stone or with UBI would be dope. Uh, Gotti would be dope. Jail would be dope. Any, any, really, yeah, man. Anybody on the label, I fuck with pretty much everybody on the label. So, um, I would love to. It's just about uh, figuring out the timeline to do it and the politics behind linking it all up because it's not as easy as just getting on the phone and doing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if those came together, I'd be more than happy to do it. So thank you, John, for freaking me out, and also you got a dope voice. Or please don't ask me if I want to play a game. Uh, let's do another one. What up, Rack? It's Nick out in Jerome, Idaho. Really didn't have any uh, questions this time around, but uh, the EP's been dope so far. Can't wait for the rest of the album. But I just want to say, you know, it's so great that you guys did that benefit thing for the venue down there and the employees and stuff, and just how many people support you guys from around the world to have that much people come in that it crashed. I was in the middle of watching it, and then it kicked me out. But it is what it is. Still dope cause. And just wanted to say, you know, much respect. Because in times like this, people do need some compassion. Because I know, as a creative, like, my work's been suffering. But, you know, I'll get better. And just looking forward to what you guys coming up. And when all this shit ends, can't wait to see you back out on the road. Much love. Hey, thank you, Nick. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for calling in again. Um, yeah, that, that, that show we did at Blackbird, the live stream show was so much better than I thought it was going to be. To be honest with you, I was really, I did it because, um, we have so much love for that venue and I got so much love for Jerry at Blackbird that literally he could call me to like, to put a hit out on Carol Baskin or whatever. And I'd be like, yeah, all right, fuck it. I'm not really a hit man, but you know, for, for Jerry, I got you. Uh, cause I do love that guy so much. He's shown us so much love over the years. It's just ridiculous. Uh, but I was just not really in the place where I was like amped to do a show of any kind and um the live stream situation and also just being like leaving the house right now with all the shit that's going on I'm just like a little they got me spooked a little bit with the quarantining and the isolation so I just haven't I haven't really been amped to go out or go to the studio or any of that so um I was really not in the mental space to do it but uh, they did a really good job. Jerry took care of it and set it up really well. The quality came out amazing. And then the thing I didn't really account for was I, I wasn't sure how many people were going to show up. And then when they crashed the server and we had to move it to Facebook, uh, which opened it up, obviously, because there's no pay-per-view on Facebook. It was just free to whoever wanted to watch. Then the views went up significantly and the comments about everybody like watching the show and how much like joy it was bringing them and what the positive energy was, was just like, I didn't account for that. And it was very uplifting. And it also just like really br like brought my spirits up, man. And it was very cool. So um, what I've been doing since then, since we crashed the server is um, I've been hand emailing back everybody who emails made a merch at gmail.com with their proof of purchase to send them a, a unlisted link because I went back and I edited the whole show together because there was a few songs on on the first platform and then there was we, we we it died right around the end of stun gun stick up and then we booted back up on facebook for badlands so 
I cut those together with the interludes from our social media and then um, also offered it up as a download on our store, on our online shop, just to like help try and fund, you know, raise some more funds for the bar staff at Blackbird because we love that spot. They show us so much love and we want to keep the place going and we want to have folks that we love and know are dope be there to return when this whole fucking thing blows over. So, um, yeah, it was, I, I didn't expect it to have such an effect, but it, it really got me in a good mood and like reinvigorated my spirits as far as Mayday land concerned is concerned. And, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate everybody tuning in. It, it really meant more, more than I think anybody could imagine. Like it was just as therapeutic for us as it was for anybody watching. That's for sure. You know, uh, I think we can squeeze in at least one or two more because you guys, a bunch of y'all called me after last week. So let me see who, who else I can get. Rick! It's Sam. How you doing, buddy? I just finally got all caught up um, on the podcast. I've been a little bit behind. I'm very sorry. Uh, but it's really great and I'm loving it. I'm 100% here for it. Um, fuck, I don't know what to say i've been drinking i didn't really think this all the way through before i did this but it's fine um i guess that's it i really just wanted to call and say hey since i haven't called yet um miss you love you can't wait to see you guys whenever all this bullshit's fucking over uh shout out to the wrecking crew i love you guys too and yeah that's it Okay, bye. Yeah, that's the homie Sam. She's been coming to our shows since t- the first Strange Music Tour we did, 2011, 2012. Thank you for calling in, love. I know you said you've been meaning to call in for a minute, and it's all good. I'm glad you waited until you were drunk mm, or drinking. Uh, I feel like everybody's got to leave at least one drunk message while they listen to the show at least one time. Just it should be like penance. It should be your first message really should be you should be intoxicated just for the fuck of it. Uh, But that's the homie. I appreciate you calling in. She's a Wrecking Crew affiliate as well. So shout out to all my Wrecking Crew family in here. Um, Yeah, I just, you know, I'm I'm telling y'all it's it's been a rough. This has been a rough little patch because we had a good momentum going with this show. I felt like we did. And the show was getting better and better and has been getting better and better but to, when I look at the stats the listenership is slightly fluctuating in a downward spiral because I feel like less people are a like doing their normal routine driving to work listening to their podcast and then b if I can't get away from coronavirus stories some people don't want to hear that shit so even if I'm trying to make a funny spin on it they're like nah fuck that I'll just I'm gonna go do something else you know uh so it's it can be challenging if you've been doing one thing for your whole life like music and building up a certain following and a certain fan base and then to switch over and plant a brand new seed like a podcast and to try and bring that up out the ground from zero to something that's that's substantial is difficult and definitely disheartening and challenging but you know me i'm fucking in it for the long haul i'm out here we're gonna do episode 10 next week who knows where we're gonna go from here and hopefully this whole pandemic outbreak shit will be over soon and we can get back to the stories that make us say get the fuck out of here yes exactly and then maybe i'll bring back you know adding in a trillion segments because right now it's hard to add in segments when there's just there's just not that much shit going on there's things going on but it's all focused around the same shit you know what it is already god damn it 
Um, I love y'all. Thank you for spinning the EP. Meridian One from Pressure Point is spinning, streaming now everywhere. It's doing really well, in my opinion, anyways. Um, I don't even know what's good anymore these days. But to me, it's doing well. It's a, it's about to hit 50,000 streams on Spotify alone. And uh, the feedback's been really good. I'm, I'm glad you guys are enjoying the music. I got more on the way. You already know. And stay tuned. Stay tuned. Episode 10 real soon. I know they said the bar's closed and we're not supposed to be in here, but uh, cue the song. It's that time again We gotta say goodnight You know it's getting late Tomorrow is another day My friend All right, people Time to go home. Yep. Losing time. We're ready to head on out. So let's go. You don't have to go home. But you can't stay here. Now you're making me mad. You're gonna make me swear. Get the fuck Finish up that beer You might as well call it a night, my friend You're gonna have to Get the fuck out! You heard me Get So long, arrivederci, sayonara Get the fuck out! Ciao, good night Bye-bye, so long, farewell In a wild crocodile shaking now. Get the fuck out. Get the, Get the fuck out of here. Get Come on, give me a out. fucking break. Can I get a refill, please? Hey, Get you fuck face. Get out of here. What are you fucking doing? Fuck yeah, you. The GTFOH Podcast. Learn more at the GTFOH Podcast.com. Just what the world needed one more podcast. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here.